Welcome to episode 182 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brent Jackson. And I'm Brian Lovin. Today we caught up with Jenny Johannesson. She's a designer at Wayno, previously at Fantasy, and before that, from across the pond in Europe. We dig into her journey as a designer, how she ended up here in San Francisco working for our favorite agency. But before we get into the conversation, a couple administrative tasks we need to take care of. First of all, administrate away, Brian. If you've been listening to the show or if this is your first time, we'd love to hear your thoughts as an iTunes review. Uh, iTunes reviews are really, really useful for us. They help new people discover the show, help us move up the chart in iTunes, and we just appreciate your feedback. So if you've gotten something valuable from the show out of the last 182 episodes we put out... 181 previously, Jesus, Brian. Uh, well, I guess there was an episode zero, so maybe 182? Let's yeah. get real specific about Somewhere this. Somewhere in there. It would mean a whole lot to us if you took a minute and left us an iTunes review. We love reading your feedback. And again, it's super helpful just to help us move up the charts, help new people discover the show so we can keep doing what we do. Also, if you just want to hang out and kick it with some designers and developers from all around the world, you should join our Slack team. It's at spec.fm slash Slack. Uh, you'll just put in your email. We'll get you right in. There's over 7,500 designers and developers. Nope, 7,300. There's under 7,500 designers and developers that are <laughs> hanging out talking about these kinds of shows, design development tools, events, conferences, introing each other. There's a new channel in there called Leadership where there's a bunch of design managers and you can Ooh. kind of hear Ooh. all that stuff. That's at spec.fm slash slack. We'll see you in there. Also, just this morning, I previewed a uh, little, little little sneak peek of our uh, future community <gasps> site, Spectrum, Ooh. which is pretty exciting. The feedback to that was very positive, and I was very excited about that. So don't miss that. Again, spec.fm slash slack. Join our community. We'd love to hang out. All right. Final administrative task. We're looking for sponsors. If you or your team or your company are hiring designers, hiring developers, looking to get the word out about a product or a feature launch, hit us up. The Spec Network, which is the podcast network that Bryn and I have co-founded, which houses design details. Uh, we have a bunch of podcasts aimed at helping designers and developers level up. Every week, our shows are downloaded 100,000 times plus, and the people who listen to these shows are designers and developers just like you. So if you know someone interested or your team wants to get the word out about a hiring initiative, just let us know. You can find out more at spec.fm slash sponsors or just DM Bryn or I, and we'll get you the info you need. Yeah. All right. And with that, we're out of administrative tasks. We have made it. And with that, and I, with I said that, and with that. With that. And with that, let's get into episode 182 with Jenny Johannesson. So my name is Jenny Johannesson. Johannesson. Um, What's, wait, wait, wait. What, what, that's the proper? Yeah, okay. Johannesson. Johannesson, okay. Yeah. And I'm from Sweden. And I moved here a year ago. Here being? Here as in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Doesn't people know this podcast is in San Francisco? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm not figured out. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> Did you move here to work at our favorite studio agency thing? Yeah. Okay. I'm here to work in the best agency ever, Ueno. <gasps> How do you pronounce it? Ueno. It's Bueno without the B. Ah, I've, I've heard. Never, uh, I've I like heard, how everyone pronounces it differently. Everyone That's pronounces it differently, part. including every employee. I have. I yeah, have a feeling. I think Holly don't really mind because he never corrects people. Holly's like, just go for it. It's cool. Yeah. So you're from Sweden. Yeah, but before I moved here, I lived in Amsterdam for mm-hmm. six years, where I worked as a designer in advertising, 
So I'm from like a big advertising background mm -hmm. from DDB. People probably know what that is. Maybe. For sure. Uh, people? Yeah. <laughs> Designer people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of the biggest agencies or like, is it like a chain? What's it called? Like a corporation? Conglomerate. A what? Empire. Empire. It, okay, it's one of the biggest advertising empires of <laughs> yes. the world. <laughs> and I am their queen. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Empress. It's an empire. Well. Come on, Jenny. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are you from in Sweden? So I'm from Malmö, and it's right over the bridge from Copenhagen. Is that how you say it? I always thought it was Malmö, and I had no idea how to actually like figure that out. But it's not a huge difference, though. Malmö. Malmo. I'll take it. I'll take it. Just, uh, so did you grow up? Fine. Did you grow up going to Amsterdam a lot, or did you just stay in in Sweden a, while you were growing up? No, I grew up in Sweden. But you were close to Amsterdam the whole time. Did that matter? No, not really. Yeah, I was also studying in Sweden, and we had to look for an internship in school. Like I studied to Hyper Island, which is a pretty popular digital media school in Sweden, and. At some point, we just have to get an internship somewhere. And Amsterdam was super popular, and they have a lot of agencies, a lot of designers. I cool. don't know. I just decided to go there for my internship, and then I stayed there for a really, really long time. We should back up before we even get to that, though. So you're in Sweden. Uh, why did you initially get into design, or how, or what was it that got you into this world? Mm -hmm. I think... I don't know. I spent a lot of time in front of a computer growing up because uh -huh. my okay. parents didn't right. want to let me out of the house. What? So Wait, what? Wait, really? No, but like all my friends were like going out partying and like my parents were like, oh, you have to be home at 11 or whatever. So a lot of times I didn't just go out at all. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be home and at 11, so what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was just easier to stay home a lot of the times, and I really enjoyed just <laughs> hanging out with my computer because I got it. to have a computer in my room. And then uh, in high school, I studied like economy and I don't know social science, uh -huh. and I actually took extra classes in like marketing and web design, information and layout, and whatever the classes are called. And my teacher was actually really happy with my work, and he was keep trying to push me to continue with design what did you think i thought hell no that's not a real job <laughs> so <laughs> oh no i actually went to university and studied to become an accountant oh god yeah what happened <laughs> what went wrong after like five months i decided this is probably not a good idea because i don't want to do this for the rest of my oh, life good i was gonna say you have the most beautiful accountant website ever <laughs> <laughs> why did you think design wasn't a job at that point in time I didn't know anyone who was a designer yeah. and it felt like, okay, so I'm, someone's going to pay me to just make things pretty. Like that didn't make sense to me. And uh -huh. also because I wasn't confident in myself to actually ever get anywhere to like become a good designer. Because hmm. if you like, it's kind of intimidating, especially if you're like 17 and you see really cool things made, and it's like you have no idea how those things are made, and you don't know how to get there. So it was just like, oh yeah, I can just like study at the university, and I will be an accountant, and I will have my ass full of money. That's great. <laughs> 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 what? While you were learning, or was there a 
community around you in Sweden for design that you were part of? Or was this totally something that just existed on the internet that you were kind of looking at from the outside? I don't think I got serious about it until like I found Hyper Island. And we had a lecturer from there in high school who talked to me about it. So that's a, I, a digital media school? Yeah. What does that mean? Like what does that entail beyond design? It basically prepares you to work in an advertising agency. Okay. Or like, I don't know if they were really planning it for be that way, but it really was like, you didn't like learn to design specifically, mm-hmm. but you got like a project to make and then you divided your team into like a project manager, a designer and a motion designer or whatever. And then you just solved the project together and it could be like, oh, this company needs new branding and a website and you have to finish this in one month and then your group have to figure it out. So some people in my class became producers or project managers and like I became a designer. Some people made commercials. and So it wasn't like specific at all and we kind of had to figure out everything ourselves on the way. The concept of a company website coming out in a month is insane to me. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a month to design and build the entire thing. No. So it, the thing is that we always had like, or like 99% of the time we would have like a real client. So they did, and like beforehand, they would like prepare them like, okay, maybe our students might not be able to deliver what you want, but this is just like for mm, them to practice. Interesting. So we still had to like pretend we're going to make everything, but maybe we would fail. Like, I don't know. And all groups got like different projects sometimes. Like I got one project where we had to design like slot machines for like a physical gambling. slot machine no for a gambling website oh god oh we had, we had friends that actually used to do design work for yeah slot machines like it's crazy it, yeah yeah it's crazy it's like so glowy and everything uh-huh. is just like embossed and shadows and colors i mean that's what web is today right like everything is embossed and shadows and colors like for sure dude done. but <laughs> it's nothing compared to slot machines can yeah that, can that be the next trend is slot machine design <laughs> instead of editorial design or whatever flat slot machines yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. did you like doing that no so why our did you whole keep... group hated it yeah like we actually reported it to the school that we never wanted to do it ever again <laughs> and we didn't think anyone should in school because no like, more... we're here to learn something and like our our school is funded by the government like all schools in Sweden are basically mm-hmm. free for people who go there. But it's like, okay, so we create free work basically for this company who's taking money from people. And we're doing this for an education. It just doesn't feel ethically right. Did that change your mind about design? No, it didn't. Just about that specific kind of work? Yeah. Spec they were really work. happy with our work. They asked if they can get some uh, designers to work full time for them (laughs) we hated it but damn we made some good slot machines (laughs) no we didn't even do that (laughs) they weren't even good (laughs) oh man throughout that time did you think about some of the other roles that they had as well like the motion design that you mentioned or product managing or did you just go full design uh i looked into project managing in the beginning but then that was probably because i wasn't that confident in my design skills yet and i was like because you a lot of people want to become a designer at that school. So it's kind of easy to just manage everyone in a project because no one really wants to. So in the beginning, I was kind of going that direction to just like manage people to have things done because I wanted the project to succeed. Sure. 
and I wanted people to organize themselves. Why didn't you stay down that path? Because it wasn't what I was doing. And if I saw someone designing something and I was the project manager for that project, that would kind of upset me. So, I don't know. How long had you been? But I was never planning to actually go that way. It was more like curious. Project uh, manager curious. <laughs> <laughs> Testing the waters. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. So how long did you stay down that path before, I guess, committing to design? Oh, that wasn't long at all. I was never like committed to it. It was maybe I tried for one project and then oh, okay. I did design another and then I was like, maybe I tried this again. I don't know. I was just trying everything else because it's school, so you can, it's not serious. It was a strong on and off relationship. Yeah. Sure, sure. You mentioned like you didn't have a whole lot of confidence in your design skills at the time. Yeah. Uh, what were you comparing yourself to? Was it other students or were you looking online at the community online? Like why, why was your confidence at that point? So low? I don't know. I was mostly looking at like advertising things. So I saw a really cool website, like flash websites that are totally crazy. And I'm like, I have no idea how to make that. So I just didn't know how to get there. So I didn't feel like I would figure it out. Through that time, were you seeking out mentors or did you find people to kind of coach you to that end state? No, I actually didn't think about it too much. I was mostly just trying to get through school and get my internship. Because I thought once I get to my internship, I'll work with all these other people who know exactly what they're doing. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> ah, the big lie. Yeah, future Jenny will figure it out. <laughs> I like this character of Future Jenny. She's yeah. got everything worked out. Future Jenny knows what's up. She'll fix everything. Uh, how did you pick the internship that you ended up? That was through the school, right? Uh, yeah, but the school never fixed any internship at all. You have to kind of arrange it yourself. Sure. How did you? So basically, I just applied to a lot of different agencies. and Several empires. Yeah, several marketing empires. Um. But the thing is, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what was good or what was not. And like the students from the year before me came back and talked about their internships. So I was kind of listening in and seeing like who had a valuable internship, who went somewhere cool, and who did some cool projects. And then I and the answer was none of them. Uh, no, a lot of people <laughs> went to really cool, pro really yeah. cool agencies, really cool empires. <laughs> So, I don't know, I spoke to a couple of students and then this agency was just like, just starting to grow because they hadn't done any really cool things before and they had just released a really big campaign for Philips that was super successful and they got like tons of awards. So I was like, okay, shit is about to happen there, so I need to be part of it. And that was like their big thing that basically made it an empire. And that was, DD <laughs> that was DDP? DDB. DDB. I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> no, We're still figuring out this empire. Yeah, all the advertising empires just have different combinations of letters. That's how you know they're an empire. <laughs> Most words are that as well. <laughs> <laughs> just generally language does that. Uh, but it's like, okay, so it's more of a combination of D's and D's. <laughs> <laughs> just generally acronyms. Just generally those two letters. Yeah, uh, it's like DDB, BBDO, oh, TBWA. 
Like you just squeeze a B or D in there, you're instantly a success. Ah, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you you went to DDB, which yeah. I mean that has to be the most successful because it has it th- has all three of those. of those letters, three of the key letters yeah. smashed together. Did you find what you thought you would find? Uh, people that knew what they were doing that could kind of just coach you through? Well, yeah, I did. Wow. And the people were super helpful. Like, I don't know. I had a really good mentor. He was super negative about everything, but he, I loved him. <laughs> he was bitching about everything. I loved him. It was amazing. And he kind of taught me a lot of things as an intern. Like, I wasn't a really good designer, but he always took the time to show me how to make things. And he would like, hey, Jenny, do you know about this trick in Photoshop? You can do this. I don't know. He was really nice. <laughs> How did you find him? <laughs> he always bitched about everything. He was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> um, I didn't find him. He was, he was a senior designer at the agency when I started there. And the head of art just paired me together with him and said, hey, this is going to be your internship mentor. Every, every time you have a question, just ask him. Do you think that like bitching about everything or negativity influenced you in a way? I don't think so. No? No. It just felt like he was really honest about everything. So do you feel like that rubbed off on you? I Maybe I was already like that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked I him. I see, I see. <laughs> you were already at that point. That's maybe why we like each other. High-functioning, sarcastic people are the best people. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the more of those kinds of people I've hung out with, the more like jaded I become, <laughs> like generally cynical of the world. I don't know. I was talking about this on Twitter the other day. Like the more time I spend designing, the more jaded I become. But what are you but designing think- then? Hmm? Why are you designing them? Oh, he's that designing- makes you so sad. He's designing <laughs> payments for Facebook. It's not that the design... What? <laughs> it's not that the design makes me sad. I just feel like... I feel like my youthful exuberance naivety has worn off like i used to try and be so optimistic about everything um you're still the most optimistic person i know oh thanks buddy it's hilarious it doesn't feel like it you'll you'll learn one day (laughs) did you feel like that at all like like design led to that is that what you're saying no i mean it seems like you had this sort of affinity for sarcasm or this mentor who is bitchy about everything why do you think that is I don't know. He was still really helpful to me and it felt like he was always honest about things. Like if he was reviewing my designs, he would tell me how it is. That's also kind of part of the Dutch mentality. They will be straightforward about anything. If they hate something, they will tell you. If your design is terrible, they will tell you. That is my understanding with Robin, right? Like he's he's pretty straightforward. Like if it sucks, he will tell you immediately. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like when he started, like we actually met at work in Amsterdam. At DDB? Yeah. Okay. This is Ro- how do you pronounce his last name? Sanine. 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 I'm yeah. so glad I know that now. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. You've always been saying Senjin. Shit. I was saying Senin. Oh. I wasn't that far. Uh. <laughs> 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 okay, no. I tried. I tried. So how long was your internship? It was half a year. Any any like highlights or things that stand out as maybe turning points for you and in becoming a designer or maybe growing your confidence as a designer? I think I just realized how fun it is. And 
at that point, like since I was working at an agency, I didn't have to deal with a lot of like clients or a lot of hassle with like briefs and debriefs because you have a lot of people helping you with your work. Like you have a project manager who plans you in your schedule and there's a person who's in charge of your schedule mm -hmm. and you will have people above you who can review your work if something is not good enough. So you get a lot of support when you're working at a big agency like that. And I think that's super helpful, especially when you want to focus on design. What about for you personally? Like, were there a, a critique that stands out in your mind or a specific project that you felt like, okay, this is, that was a, a level up moment for me or like a, a point that sort of changed the way I think about myself as a designer? I don't think so. I think every project just gave me a little more confidence, but I don't think I have like one project that was like, oh, wow, I'm actually pretty good. Got it. I don't think that ever happened. I don't think, do most people have one that One project moment? and then I'm a pro. I, I definitely had like some like lessons, not necessarily projects, but like lessons that made me feel significantly more capable as a designer. Like uh, I I used to do like these really shitty illustrations and then one day I I was applying to a new job and he's like, yo, so there's this thing called pixel fitting. <laughs> Here's how to do it. And I was like, oh my oh. God. <laughs> like I was doing a terrible job and just didn't know it and that... That totally changed my, like, outset, I guess. How long did it take until someone told you? A couple of years. <laughs> but why didn't anyone tell you? Maybe you should have gone to Amsterdam, too. I was uh -huh. working on my own, frankly. Like, oh, okay. uh, the, the design work I was doing was at a large company who had never had someone designing interfaces before. They had people designing, like, printed cards. Oh, okay. Printed cards don't matter if they're pixel-fitted. Oh, so yeah. it's totally different. Just no one knew to tell me, so... It was uh, it's a pretty rough spot. But then as soon as I like applied to a new job, he's like, so there's this thing. You should you should fix those. Those are real bad. Yeah. Did he say that before you started? Or oh, yeah. Was it like... I was, uh, I was contracting. It was like oh, okay. my second day contracting or something. I was like, well, hey, that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> Level up though, right? Yeah. Like it immediately made me feel like much more capable. Uh, and like I just could solve that thing. One thing, uh, I had a startup. I guess I was technically like a design intern at the startup when I was in college and I remember it was a tech startup but they'd spent a really good chunk of their money buying like apparel that they wanted to sell like to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars classic before they'd launched a product strong startup move yeah it was insane and like that for me as an intern was this tipping point of thinking about business and realizing that not everyone has it figured out. Like realizing that these were adults from strong business backgrounds, I guess, that just totally fucked up and like bought apparel for their startup uh, that they hoped to sell as like an income stream. It was insane. Uh, so I don't know. I guess those are the moments that I, I think of uh, key moments that sort of just change the way I, I perceive the world or like think about you know, oh, maybe everyone else in the world has it figured out and then this thing happens and then I realize everyone's human, right? Yeah. I love working with perceived experts and then be like, oh, hey, cool. You're like kind of on the same page. Like, this is, this is all right. Yeah, yeah. Like You're we can, kind of faking it too. We can just talk, yeah. So you stayed at DDB for six months or did you stay on after the internship? Yeah, I got a job there. I got a job there. <laughs> for six years? Yeah, I stayed there in total for Jeez. six years. 
career. It's that's insanely insane. long. Yeah. A lot of people there stay for a really long time. Why? How? Because it changed a lot. Like when I started, it was tribal DDB, and it was like separate from DDB in a way. It was like the digital parts, so they kind of had their own thing going and wasn't too involved with the commercials DDB were making. We just had a lot of clients that were the same. And I don't know, it kind of merged together with DDB more, so it became DDB and Tribal. I don't know. It was like a whole mess with a lot of Ds and a lot of Bs. So and then- a lot, like people were leaving, people were coming. And like when I just started, they had just released this Philips campaign. Yeah, that I mentioned, mm-hmm. and they got mm-hmm. like way more business and new clients, and I don't know. There were so many designers coming and going, and they were so good. So I get to work with a lot of people, and it felt like I never really wanted to leave because there was always someone who was like really good that I could learn from. But then when you did leave, you went to a place with no D's and no B's. Yeah, strong Jesus. choice. <laughs> I was basically already bored at DDB like the whole last year because a lot of things changed as I mentioned but like the last year it became so focused on commercials and I don't know the whole agency turned really Dutch what does that mean <laughs> it was this Dutch know, agency like, turned yeah, it real was really Dutch, Dutch when I started but like it became super it got even Dutcher <laughs> no it became super international so like a lot of people from around the world started working there so we had like people from South Africa New Zealand and England and everyone was there and that was super cool. But then people started leaving and then it wasn't that cool anymore. And it became like, it was starting to become ah. this Dutch agency again. So I was kind of done with it. I was like, I've already been here for five years at that five point. years. That's insane. What, what kind of work did you do? Like websites, video, uh, like So I mostly campaigns. worked on campaign sites. Okay. But I also get to design like an app for McDonald's and it was like their... I don't know what to call it, like their, the McDonald's app in Holland. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like these are huge international companies, right, that you're getting to to contribute to. Well, yeah, like Adidas was super cool to work on and we got to do crazy campaign sites for them and that was really awesome. And I was so sad when Flash basically died because those were like the <laughs> coolest thing to design. Like you could do whatever crazy shit you want and nothing, there were like no rules. Uh-huh. And you could do anything because it was so much faster to create than to make it in HTML or hmm. whatever. So. Were you programming your own stuff in Flash at that time? No. At one point, I actually asked uh, my boss if I could like try it out and create some banners. So I got a banner project and it took me like a whole week and I still didn't manage to finish it. <laughs> so it never really happened after that again. Did you have any interest in the programming side of things? Uh, yeah, I did, but then I realized it's kind of hard. So yeah, I kind of dropped it because I I felt I wanted to focus on design because I still wasn't good at designing. Do you code it all now? No. Okay, but what was your someone pr- else coded your website, right? Yeah, but you designed it. Yeah, perfect match. <laughs> yeah, I designed my website like beginning of last year because I felt like I was really embarrassed about my own websites, and I was like, if people Google me, this is not really great for them. They won't see my three thousand awards, so. <laughs> no, it's more like you will see this website that has a couple of boxes and I had no idea how to make anything else than to fill out this template. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like all websites are just a couple of boxes, right? Like, Yeah. Not yours. 
Well, now it's one no, box no. and things scroll into the box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now it's just several boxes stacked on top yeah, of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wanted to make something cooler, so I just like dropped my project because I wanted to like actually launch it for May first last year, mm. and it just didn't the May first redesign or whatever. Yeah. We've talked about your website a bunch in our, all of our Wayno ad reads for the past like couple months. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only heard one. There was but probably I, like six. One of many. Oh, okay. So is this how you're forcing me to listen to your podcast now? No. Yeah. yeah you have to go back and listen <laughs> yeah, to all no. the ad reads no. for the company that you currently work for. You being on it is why. Yeah. Like <laughs> now you have to listen to it. But just this one episode. <laughs> this is probably the only one I don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, there's 181 other ones. <laughs> okay. Great. I think it's, um, uh, that's cool to call it because your, your website now, you your redesign, which is awesome, by the way. And we've called out and linked people too because it's just a cool website. Uh, at the bottom, there's this list of awards that you've you've earned and been a part of for projects you worked yeah. on. And the list is huge. And I imagine a lot of that came from DDB. Is that right? Yeah. It's, well, I think, almost all of them, like 90% probably. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because uh, A... I've never earned an award in my life. I don't know what that feels like. What's an award? Yeah, I've never earned an award. And then second, like as these things kept piling up, like what did that do for you in terms of, I don't know, like your confidence or your your feeling of design as like, yeah, I can do this, right? I didn't really care about it in the beginning. Like what I thought was fun was going to the award show parties. That That, was like a lot of fun. Mm Mm-hmm. But like the awards in itself weren't important to me because I didn't know what they meant. And I, like, what did they mean? It meant I could move here. All right, that's dope. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have. I think that's dope. What do you mean? Like, tell me a little more. Uh, like moving to the U.S. is pretty hard, especially if you're from Europe Mm -hmm. or I don't know, especially from anywhere, I guess. And showing that you're actually a good designer in some sort of way makes it easier for you to get a visa and awards is like a huge deal when applying for a visa to the US if you want like a good one. So I think I didn't care until I realized that. At first I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to get here. It actually took a while Mm -hmm. for Robin and I to figure out how to get here. I've heard being on a podcast helps too. But now it's too late. I'm already here. Well, (laughs) strike from the record. Come on back. You should have invited me earlier, like two years ago. God, if only I'd known you two years if ago. If only yeah. knew you. Tell me more about that. Like, what? Why did you? First of all, when did the f- thought enter to you want to move to the U.S.? And then, how did that process get started for you? I think I just wanted to get away from Amsterdam because I had been there for a while and I wanted a new adventure. Away? No. Away? No. It wasn't actually on my map in the beginning because I didn't even know what Away No was. D- to be what is what is Wayno now? Don't tell. Hallie Do we know this. that now? <laughs> Don't tell Hallie. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> no, but uh, I really wanted to move to California because I had been here before on a trip, and I thought it was super awesome. Truth. What was awesome? No, I don't know. It's like you've seen it in movies and whatever, and you know the. Nature is beautiful, there's a lot of stuff to do, and people are chill, there's a beach, and whatnot. Yes. So it just sounds super cool. All that is correct, yes. Yeah. And in the beginning, my boyfriend, Robin, actually got a job at an agency in LA. 
but I couldn't find anywhere to go. And also, I didn't display my awards anywhere, so people probably had no idea that I could even... They're like, nah, she's not good, she has no awards. Yeah, she probably can't get a visa to get in here, so there's no point. This is actually a huge mm. deal when you want to hire someone from abroad. It's like, do you have a visa? Can you get a visa? What type of visa can you get? Do you have awards? Well, basically. Awards are basically a visa. <laughs> it kind of helps if you show it. Sure. So, anyways... So he got this job, and I was trying to get a job. I applied to all the agencies I could find, all the agencies with Ds and Bs in their name. Mm-hmm. The good and ones. And whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't really have a good reputation. It's also a difference between the D and B offices. <laughs> <laughs> They're backwards. I don't know. Another. I was really desperate. I was applying everywhere, and no one wanted to hire me. It was a real pain in the butt. Anyways, the agency that offered my boyfriend a job gave him like a month to like, okay, you figure this out if you want to take this job or not, if your girlfriend can find a job. And eventually, I actually didn't find a job. So he declined. And I felt super bummed about it. I was like, oh my God, I just ruined the future, not only for like myself, but also for like my boyfriend. Like He could have had an awesome job and work in LA. And now we're not. We're still here. So that was kind of like not so exciting. And... So next time my boyfriend managed to get a job was outside San Francisco in Menlo Park. And I was like, okay, so you're taking this job now and I will figure something out how long this will take. I have no idea. You just take the job and you just plan the move and I will figure my end out. I'm not, I'm not going to ruin your life again. So I started applying for jobs and I actually got an offer from Fantasy here. Mm-hmm. They were like two blocks away. Yeah just a while ago and I was there to like figure things out if I wanted to go there and I was just here on like a freelance thing first to see if we were Mm. a batch if we could work together and I wasn't really enjoying it because I I was super excited in the beginning I had super high expectations fantasy is pretty well known right yeah like like, it's like it was like a dream agency to work for I was like was Claudio there at the time well that's the story okay he was Okay. <laughs> so he was the one who interviewed me mm. and I got the job and they were like in a super big hurry to get me over so I had to like get over on like freelance basis first so we could figure it mm. out before getting a visa because that takes months and like a week before my flight was taking off they were like hey Jenny Claudio left Oh God! and I'm like oh my god you're kidding me this is like the biggest reason of why I'm going but I can't really turn back now because my flight is already booked. And let's see if this is as awesome as I have in my, have, as I have pictured in my head. Yeah. So I went anyways. And I don't know. I don't think it could live up to my expectations. <laughs> so. I mean, um, that's why it's called fantasy, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Touché. <laughs> but yeah, so I was talking to Chad. Do you know Chad? No. Chad Tafoya? No. And he was a creative director at Huge. Mm-hmm. Which is That's also- where Claudio went, right? It's to Huge? Uh, he went to Elephant, which is part of Huge, but yeah. not really Huge. Okay. And they also have a different office, <laughs> sure. so I don't think it's really part of that. Huge yeah. adjacent. Yeah, so Chad was going to... Large. Bueno. Bueno, without the B. Mm-hmm. So distinctly no B. You describe it as having no B. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, he asked me if I want to come over, and I was like, what is that? And he told me, he was like, oh yeah, Haraldo Tulips are in started this company here. And I actually knew who he was from an award show in Amsterdam, where he was in judging Amsterdam. for. In full circle. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So there was like an award show, and they had like the first international jury. So that was like a big deal for that show. And I was going through the list because I wanted to see who was in there. And since his name looks Scandinavian, I was <laughs> kind of remembering it. Uh -huh. So that's kind of how I remember like who he was. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. The first time I saw his name, it was for the Net Awards. He oh, was okay. up for like Portfolio of the Year or something like that. Or I can't remember. It was like Junior Designer or something. Like it was something that like looking back, I was just like, huh, interesting. That's super weird to hear that because I think I think it was junior designer of the year or something. Or it's like new agency or like young designer of the year or some I shit. I think it was maybe new agency of the year, but he'd been working on Wayno for years at that point. I don't know. It was just so crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. Anyway, and then once I met him, I was like, "No, you've been doing this for fucking ever, dude." <laughs> <laughs> so Jenny, Howley and Wayno have been hugely supportive of this show. Uh, you most, haven't I've for most noticed. of last Can you year. tell yeah, us why you haven't <laughs> but Hallie and Wayno have uh and <laughs> you know one of the things that we we call out in in the ad reads uh, all the time is that Wayno's hiring and looking for people to join them in New York and San Francisco what was your experience like like so you you found did this Wayno. just become the ad segment of the show no but I want to I want to see what happens on the other side of this so you, okay. you've heard of Hallie you've heard of Wayno and now this guy at Fantasy is telling you to come along. What was that like when you first met the team or found Ueno and like how did you evaluate that decision? Yeah, Ueno was just really new and I was just really curious what's going to happen with it. Like barely anyone was there when I started. I think I was like the fifth person or something. Mm -hmm. So it was all really new and I just wanted to see where it could go because I expected it to be pretty big for some reason. But yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know why I took the chance, but it just felt good. Because of the people or because of their, their work history? Like, what was it? Yeah, like, I knew Hallie from before. I knew Chad from before. I think probably that Chad was there really helped me to get the decision mm -hmm. or make the decision. Because he has, like, a big background in good agencies and he's a really good designer and i knew him from before and i was like if he's going there it's probably going to be really big and it's going to be really good so but then the fast forward a year you have to sit next to gene ross who's a garbage designer oh. fart yeah. director in chief i mean yeah we never really... have things to say to each other they're nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually tried to be nice a couple of days ago and i was like thanks for bringing the donuts gene and he was immediately insulting me for yeah. what donut flavor I picked. Yeah, so. that sounds yeah, like no, a Gene, I, I can't Gene Ross move. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Super insulting immediately. And mm -hmm. just like, yeah. well, mm -hmm. missed you, bud. So how long have you been at Wayno now? For like one and a half years, I guess. It's kind of vague. Because I came here, I worked a little bit, and then I had to go back home to figure out my visa. And then I came back. So, like, 2015, the year I was moving here, it was, like, Sweden, it was Amsterdam, it was here, it was back to Sweden, and I never really have, like, a certain date, I feel like, where I was anywhere at all. 
But 2015. Mm-hmm. Like, according to my visa, I came here December 2015. Okay. But I was a lot so back and forth everywhere. We must have met you like two months later? Yeah. Holy shit, at Epic Earns Park City. Yeah. Like, you had just moved here. Yeah. Crazy. Damn. If you, yeah. What was, <laughs> what was the adjustment like? Did Did the vision you had in your head of California and the beaches and... The design community here. In the movies. Yeah, in the movies. Live <laughs> up to your expectations? I don't know. Like She hasn't the, left yet. No. I'm so still far here. so good. <laughs> but I think what I think, what I like the most about San Francisco is actually the nature around it. So I'm super bummed. It's been raining like since December. Uh-huh. You know what it means when it's raining in San Francisco though? That it's gonna be water in the waterfall. That I've been waiting to go to Elmira Falls, and that's probably going to be great. It also means that it's snowing in the mountains. Yeah. Yo, Tahoe the past couple weeks has been insane. I haven't been there yet. I'm not going to go anywhere before Epicurans because I don't want to sprain my ankle before I go. That is hurtful? Yeah, I sprained my ankle at Epicurans 3 when I was there, and I don't want to do it ever again. I know, you and I were both down for the count, like, immediately. (laughs) Yeah, first day. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And I don't want to do it again, especially not before the trip, so I'm just going to try to stay. All right, that's fair. I'm a really terrible snowboarder, so I need to, like, Uh protect myself. All right, we got to go back to questions, because you never really answered. So you Uh you ended up at at Wayno. What was it like, kind of going through that process? You knew Hallie. But you joined, like, tell me a little about that that process. And you joined despite Hallie. Despite Hallie. Obviously. What do you mean despite Hallie? <laughs> I mean. In the beginning, actually. You thought, met Hallie and you still joined anyway. Yeah. Like, why not? We're In poking be- fun. Come we on. Love, we, love the, no, <laughs> we love Hallie. We love Hallie. In the beginning, I actually thought Hallie hated me. Because he's, like, really quiet. Same. So I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like Hallie. Hallie's wonderful. Yeah. But, yeah, he's just, like quiet and he just like say what he needs to do and then he's like okay fine yeah we'll figure this out he's very straightforward he like yeah yeah he's just matter of fact yeah dutch adjacent (laughs) is that the term for that now icelandic i don't know it's a what (laughs) well you said like the dutch people are really straightforward and honest and yeah to the point but he's (laughs) not dutch generally scandinavian (laughs) yeah 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 but dutch dutch people aren't in scandinavia but okay oh really so what was it like? I don't you, know anything. What, what's geography? I think Hallie is just Hallie. It's not like typically Scandinavian. Hmm. Hallie is just Hallie. I'll yeah. take it. So what was it like when you started there? It was new. Everyone was new. Everyone was figuring out what they were doing. Yeah, super small team. Yeah. So how did you find your way? Like, what, what is the structure of Wayno? What kind of stuff did you get to work on at the beginning? At the beginning, I was mostly like hopping into small projects to try things out. Like we were like a lot of designers and we would work on like the same projects, all of us, and trying out different directions and reviewing each other's stuff. And then if someone needed help on one project, we would jump in there. I can't say it was really organized in the beginning. We were just (laughs) all trying to figure it out. Were there? It felt really informal. Because also because I came from an advertising agency where I had people protecting me from everything that wasn't design. Sure. So now I kind of had to del- deal with those things myself. Was It's just really, really laid back. And Hallie really trusts us. 
with like doing the work and doing the right work. Was there always like a separation between engineering and design? It seems like now design is in SF and New York, and but like engineering is in Iceland. Is that right? Yeah. Was that always like structured that way? Or was there engineering at first? Well, I think when Halley started hiring people, he hired engineers and he would do the designs himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we have a lot of developers on Iceland and we have one in New York and one soon to be two in San Francisco. So I think we're trying to grow our teams in okay. all offices. Cool. From what I've heard uh, from the past people we've talked to that have also been at Wayno, is it's not a super typical work setup. And you kind of mentioned that like a, it's laid back, but also you're not super shielded from, from non-design related stuff. So what is the day-to-day like for you? So a lot of times I will check in with the clients, see if he have any new updates or showing him things. Like usually I try to either show new things in the morning so I know that he's there so I can discuss with him right away rather than end of day dropping something on Slack for him and be like, okay, bye, I'm leaving. So if you have any questions, remember it for tomorrow. So I try to like say things for the morning. I try to talk to them. And then I try to work on updates during the day. Mm-hmm. And are you PMing your own thing? Yeah, I'm basically are, but I'm basically I basically am. But we hired our first producer in December, so he's helping us because mm-hmm. when you're working on more than one project at a time, it's kind of nice to have someone helping you remembering things. Sure. So I'm also working on the Ueno website, which is turns into a pretty big project when it's internally. Yeah. So he's kind of helping me managing that because there are so many designers and developers involved. So it's kind of hard to always be in contact with everyone because a lot of times it takes up a lot of my time just talking to people and looking at things. That project started a while ago, right? Well, yeah. But it was like the whole branding project too because we had to get a new logo and Uh a new style and figure things out so yeah what's it been like i mean long-term project but also it's an internal project right yeah so it takes a lot of extra time than you think it will take and also everyone has opinions about everything you make uh-huh that doesn't sound at all like design <laughs> anywhere <laughs> yeah otherwise i would have like client projects and then like it's my project and i can basically do what i want until Halley tells me it's not a good idea but it's usually fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Halley has a lot of trust in us, which is super nice. So we get pretty free hands with the project that we're working on, as long as we're like making the client happy and everything's good. All right, so you've been at Wayna for a year and a half. I think kind of linking back to what we started talking about at the beginning of this episode, when you're in school, kind of exploring design for the first time, you mentioned not feeling super confident as a designer, like comparatively to what you're seeing around you. So now you've been at DDB for six years. Uh, you came over to Fantasy and now Wayno for a year and a half. Like, where are you at now? How do you feel right now uh, if you were to compare that that confidence level? Well, I'm definitely more confident now than when I was. Sure. When I started out. But it kind of also helped working with other designers because you kind of learn that Everyone doesn't always have everything figured out, I guess. What? But I never... <laughs> I don't <Hold> know. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I thought I had everything figured out. 
I don't know why, but I don't think it's so much about being a designer itself. It might be just being a person mm-hmm. that you get older and wiser in a way. It's like when you're a kid, you think that all the adults have everything figured out. And then you become an adult and you're like, oh, shit. But for every year you're an adult, you're kind of figuring more things out. Sure. So you're definitely feeling more confident than you did back then. Yeah, definitely. Which is good. Yeah. Are you? Do you feel confident as a designer though like i know you feel more confident but do you feel confident as a designer at this point yeah i feel confident as a designer do you know you've got a million awards to show her that yeah you've got like the awards and and this work history it's an advertising thing can you like (laughs) stop you're so so modest you're so modest (laughs) so are you excited to win freelancer of the year at the awards this year (laughs) that's not gonna happen why because i'm not a freelancer okay (laughs) everyone listening i know there's like fifteen thousand of you go vote for jenny at the awards so she wins freelancer of the year despite not being a freelancer it's it's already it's passed what i don't think they announced the winner but like i don't think you can vote anymore oh come on we'll try anyway and also i don't i think tweeted awards no brian james should be winning that award there's like no one else on that list that deserves it like he does Hands down, he Except should win. Except for Jenny, obviously the most, <laughs> the best freelancer. Most of the contracts. Most freelance. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to confidence, like now you're in, you're in San Francisco and there's a design community here, which maybe it sounds like didn't exist kind of when you were growing up in Sweden and first getting into this. What's that been like for you to have this community around you that you can? Well, I realized that is a lot of people are really green. A lot of people are coming out of school, and a lot of people are still trying to figure out what type of designer they are or what are they supposed to do. And I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what I expected moving here, but I thought like the tech community is like huge. So there must be tons of really amazing designers here and whatnot. But like Are you just saying they're all really bad? Is, no, is I'm just saying I'm saying is that the Dutch adjacent way of saying they're all terrible? I'm saying everyone is new. Everyone feels like they are really junior like you're, you're they getting just really close to just saying like Dad. not very good <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of people come out of school and they're new and they end up at a tech company and maybe they're not working with other designers and i don't know they just don't have the same background as the designers i met back in amsterdam because mm-hmm. there are a lot of designers in amsterdam and they are really good for example, Brian James, who mm-hmm. I think should win Freelancer of the Year. Hmm. Despite the fact that he's not nearly as freelance as you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. The The community here, there's lots and lots of veterans, but there are more new people. And the trajectory is that that percentage of people that are new is just going to keep growing year over year. As more people want to yeah. become designers, more people want to work at tech companies. Well, but a lot of people work... Uh, tech companies a lot of junior designers go there and basically or so it feels like most senior designers are freelancing and who are they going to teach yeah why do you yeah, who are they going to help who I are they going to mentor i think there's a really interesting like dichotomy between ad design and and like app design and things like that like app design is fairly new like at least in its current iteration and ad design is like decades old there's there's this whole culture and experience that is built up in ad design that is totally different than like app design. So people 
who want to get into app design are like, well, I don't really want to do ads because ads are kind of this other thing. It's not as pure or some bullshit. And so they just ignore everyone that's ever worked in ad design and they just go and build apps. And like, it doesn't matter. I'll just build it with just plain colored rectangle. and like. But that's something I see like, Product designers who are like, oh, I I don't want to work on visual stuff, whatever yeah. they think yeah, that yeah. means. And they're like, oh, I work in product design because I want to make a meaningful experience for people. I don't want to uh, do stuff to sell stuff. It's like, okay, but in the end, you are working for a huge corporation that is making billions of money. So shut the fuck up. Or, or you're <laughs> working for a tiny company that's trying to make billions. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's all kind of ridiculous. Like... In the end, it's all about money, so we shouldn't be too stuck up about it, I think. Except being all high and mighty. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned earlier you notice more and more senior people going freelance. Yeah. And missing out on the opportunity to mentor this bubbling group of, of new junior Example, Freelancer of the Year, Jenny Johannesson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop saying that. Is this something that you've seen personally or like has affected you in a way? Because I, I feel like I saw someone else maybe it was you on Twitter talking about this, uh, the fact that so many of, of the veteran designers are now just doing their own thing. Either nobody knows what they're doing because it's secret or they're doing a small startup or investing at this point. Yeah, it feels like-, like That seen- opportunity for mentorship as a senior designer in a big company is slipping for a lot of people. Yeah, what I see senior designers doing is that either they go freelance and they just work for themselves and- make a lot of money because you make a lot more money as a freelance than working at agencies, I guess. But it's either that route or they go work at a huge tech company like Google and then you never really see anything come out of that designer again. And it kind of terrifies me. So just don't go to Google. (laughs) No, but like just tech companies in general. You just see them disappear. What? No, like the, the designer who go there. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't post anymore. They can't write as much. And they can't show their work. They can't show their work. My understanding is that Apple had like a rule against it. Like people couldn't yeah. talk or like show work at all, even if it was outside work. I mean, I agree. I've experienced that personally. Just going to work at a big company, like I can't share as much as I'd want to share. I can't write as much as I'd want to write for various reasons, right? Like you're working on things that you just shouldn't talk about in public well yeah but it's a shame from the design community perspective yeah well don't you find that that's sometimes the case on freelance too is like you can't write about things for clients or anything or necessarily show that work before it launches do you just say freelance same deal agency (laughs) Agency, freelance freelance. what's the difference i'll just pick up the words that you're saying (laughs) i'm not trying to put words in your mouth but freelancer well there are words (laughs) yeah there are projects that i can't like show and talk about but I just also noticed that it's, we really want to hire more f- senior designers at Wayno. So if you're a senior designer and you're hearing this, go to our website. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scroll to the bottom of the page. Click yeah. the jobs link. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them we, we got sent the whole you. Read down. <laughs> but it's, it's pretty hard to find amazing people. Why? Why do you think that is? Because they're freelance or they are already at a tech company somewhere. I do think that's true generally too. Like it's it's hard to find amazing senior designers outside of ad design too. It's like particularly difficult. It's it's kind of ridiculous trying to find senior design or engineers at this point because oh. they're just like in such high demand. Hmm. 
So what's the solution here? I don't know. Yeah, I've been thinking about this? it. I've been thinking about how I can like help more junior designers become better, or like teach them tricks into yeah. designing things. Now's your also, chance. But I also think that no. <laughs> Spread your knowledge. I at think scale. design has changed a lot. I think also with like sketch, it's like a way lower threshold for designers or for people to become designers. So you've been using sketch exclusively. No, I'm absolutely not using Sketch. <laughs> Photoshop <laughs> purist over here. <laughs> oh, but I mean, <laughs> I'm right too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. Do you saying, use a like, stylus too? What? Do you use a stylus or a mouse? Yeah, a Wacom. Uh huh. Classic. So you feel so like what I'm saying is that I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I would teach a Sketch designer. To be honest, in I'm from an advertising background, so I made crazy campaign sites and I worked with like Flash and we had like no boundaries and we were brushing this and brushing that and photoshopping this and photoshopping that. And you can kind of design without doing any of that anymore. Do you see that so as a good or a bad thing? I think it's bad but it's kind of, because it's kind of limiting people. With their skills because like a lot of times when i design i'm brushing things i'm retouching things i'm photoshopping pictures together because i need things to like work or i need a good placeholder to sell the idea to the client and i think that skill is super important but it's not something you can just teach someone who is working on like uber.com or whatever so sure. i think the advertising background has just really helped me become a designer with a more different skill than if I would have started out designing apps in Sketch. So you have a couple of unique perspectives that I'd love to know. So what is your advice to younger designers who are outside of the U.S. that want to do what you did and come to California and be a part of the design community here? Oh, then I think they should definitely work at agencies who can get awards. Sadly... That is like the best way to get into the U.S. Okay. Because that is how the visa process works to get mm -hmm. in here. Like you can get in here on other visas, but they are very temporary solutions. Like you can get in here for like a year and then you have to move out again. Yeah. But like if you have awards or you're on a podcast, like design details, you can get an O1 visa and then you can stay here for a lot longer. All right. So and just... it gives you a lot more options and... It's sad but true. You have to play the game to get into this country. And it's probably not going to be easier now since... Just because of uh, recent changes in the political climate. Yes. So the first bit of advice you gave was how to get into the U.S. in the first yeah. place. But now let's assume some of those people are here. What's your advice now that they're here and they want to become more a part of the community or grow? I think those are two different questions. Okay. To become part of the community or to grow. Let's split it up. Because to become part of the community, it's, I would say, it's really easy in a city like San Francisco because there are tons of events everywhere and you can just show up your face everywhere and you will get... It's a lot of people. work to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think becoming part of the community is pretty easy. And it probably doesn't take a lot of time to invest. But if you want to grow, you have to work pretty hard and you have to learn new tricks and maybe spend some evenings polishing your design to make it perfect. And like that can actually take, work. Yeah, then you have to actually <laughs> yeah. work, and that takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Like, that is nothing that you just, like, accidentally make something amazing and 
you're like, oh, okay, I'm done now. I'm a senior designer and I grew. God damn it. I have to go back <laughs> to the drawing board. <laughs> well, I thought I was a pro. But it's just something that takes time and it's not, you might not have an aha moment, like even though both of you seem to have had it. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know just, if I have. It's just a change of mindset. Like it's not aha. Like pixel fitting isn't the aha moment <laughs> to end all. Like, I am now a designer. Well, I can pixel fit forever. I was super curious what your design looked like before that. I mean, blurry. Blurry is <laughs> <laughs> the answer. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever wonder why they were blurry? I I never went. That's in- what a that's what a rational person would have wondered. I just never went into pixel preview. I didn't oh, know what it was for. So it was all these vector lines to me. It was as sharp as it could get. Okay. In sketch. Thanks for being so vulnerable and sharing that, Bryn. Yeah, dog. It's all good. I appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> Is I, it crying? At, at any... Yeah. Deep inside. Sure, <laughs> sure. But I mean, no, I think th- those are the things that like these in retrospect, simple, obvious things. Unknown unknowns. No, yeah, yeah. They aren't unknown, known for people that are just getting started. Unknown so unknowns are the problem. It's important for those kinds of exposures to these ideas or concepts to happen earlier and earlier for more and more people. And I think uh, that's incredibly important right now. Once you know that there's a thing to learn, you can go do that. Yeah. When you don't know that that thing exists to learn it, that's what's like terrifying, right? Like you just, you can't make yourself better in that way. Yeah. No, but in a way you hopefully have something you're interested in or you saw some design and you're like, holy shit, how do you make that? Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what mentorship is good for too, right? Like they can remove all those like very rapidly in many cases. Like they can just, yeah. Like Dan Petty teaching me how to like remove a background from a thing. Like he's very good at that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it really helps when there's someone who can tell you what you're doing wrong. Yeah, totally. Because I remember I wanted to learn how to Photoshop better. So I said that during my internship. But then I got thrown into a Volkswagen project where I had to retouch a car that was shot outdoors in like oh, in kind of a forest uh-huh. environment. And I had to make it look like a studio shot. Oh, God. So I was polishing trees and reflection off of this whole car to make it look like it was shot That's in a insane. studio. Did you do a good job? Yeah, it worked out surprisingly well. Of course she did it. No, but job. the thing is, like in the beginning, I was really scared of this. I was like, oh, my God, this is never going to work. This is like impossible. But then I was like starting to brush things out and I was cutting a piece out there and pasting it somewhere else. And if something didn't look right, like one of the designers who were working there would be like, hey, Jenny, that is super weird. This this uh, like this little bump around the lamp here in the back looks really strange. Can you fix that? And then I kind of know what I was looking at, like, aha, that's why it looks weird. And then I would like polish that part a bit. Like sure. it was a lot of work and I was still like figuring things out. But like the end result was better than I expected it to be because I, I wasn't sure I was actually going to make it. Who's that? But the thing is, when you're an intern, you're also like you know that you can fuck up because you're the intern. <laughs> so it's okay if you don't yeah. make it. That internship safety net. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the the person for you now that will call you out and point out your mistakes and really help you? I guess mentor. It's Helly. Yeah. Or Robin. That kind of leads into what we like to wrap up with. So what keeps you up at night? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I always fall asleep right away. Nothing. Not literally, but like, but like metaphorically. Like, what do, what do you worry about? What I worry about? 
What do I do next? What do you think? I don't know. That's why I worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> do you, but how, how far have you gone down that road of thinking about it because i have the exact same thing what's next i don't know pretty much anything now that you're freelancer of the year <laughs> <laughs> the up. world is your oyster <laughs> i don't know a lot of times i was thinking about at one point maybe i will move back to sweden one day but now i don't know it's like do i have to probably <laughs> probably get kicked out at one point mm-hmm. would it be bad i don't know would you go back to Mal- malma 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 i tried i don't know i have no idea everything is a big question mark right now i don't know what to do i know for sure i won't stay in san francisco forever what about staying a designer i don't know yeah That's a scary question mark, huh? <laughs> What's going to happen with my job in 10 years? I don't know. When it gets AI automated by, by the robots and you never have to design a website again. Yeah. Or when robots will be real good at Photoshop. Or when dogs <laughs> can design because it's so easy. Yeah, because they're using... Wow. <laughs> I'll just get a dog. Sketch dogs. <laughs> I'll just dog. adopt a dog. The, the new sketch plugin, sketch dogs. Yeah. Call it a day. It's my sugar puppy. <laughs> what? <laughs> sugar puppy. What does that mean? You It's know what it means. Puppy. Oh, you're, Speaking, you're a puppy that pays for He you? pays the yeah. bills. <laughs> uh, do you, have you thought about that? Like what's next after design? Sketch for dogs, apparently. Not no, really. I try you. not to worry about that right now. But okay. I just want to know what to do with my life, I guess. Don't we all? I Yeah. I think it's also because I know I don't want to stay in San Francisco forever, so I just need to figure out what else is it that I want to do then. Are you uh, like play it as it comes, or do you like to plan ahead for that kind of stuff? I like to plan ahead, but it usually doesn't work out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like moving here was a lot more hassle than I thought, so hopefully I can plan. All right. Well, where can cool. people follow as you go forward and figure this out? You can follow me on Twitter. Chopsa. Yeah, Chopsa. Good luck spelling that. Shopsa? Yeah, Shopsa. Shopsa. All right. Link in the show notes. Thanks so much for coming to hang out. Thank you. That was episode 182. Thank you so much to Jenny for coming and hanging out with us. That was a fun conversation. Hit us up. Let us know what you thought. Uh, If you're on your phone or computer, open up that iTunes podcast store, find us, and leave us a review. If you've been listening to the show for a while, or even if this is your first time, reviews mean a whole lot to us if you've gotten something out of the show. Basically, it tells iTunes that you give a shit about the show. It moves us up the charts. New people discover the show. We love reading them. iTunes is very easily swayed by others' opinions. Yeah. Not a whole lot of self-confidence on iTunes. But we'd appreciate it. An iTunes review. And if not, if you're not in the mood, hit us up on Twitter. We love your feedback. Either way, uh, we're at Design Details FM. And finally, if you or your team or company want to work with us, the Spec Network and Design Details, we'd love to help you get the word out. We're looking for sponsors. Our network's audience is designers and developers, and our goal is to help them level up. If you want to work with us, go to spec.fm slash sponsors. We got lots of info, all the past sponsors we've had supporting the show, and we'd love to work with you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.